Welcome to Talking with Tony here on AM 700 KSEV. Straight talk from a decorated Marine, successful lawyer, business owner, and philanthropist. Now, here's your host, Tony Busby. All right, all right, all right, as our friend Matthew McConaughey would say. Here we are talking with Tony on a Friday afternoon, 6 to 8 p.m., 700 on your radio dial. And here we are. Uh, and let me, you know, I always got to tell a few ground rules because I'm going to be honest with you, Frankie, uh, my main sidekick. I, I, I'm not sure how he'd be a sidekick. If we were riding in a motorcycle with a sidecar, I don't think he'd fit in the sidecar, but that's a different issue. Get me a Hummer. <laughs> but, but you know, I got to say, you know, we, we've been getting some, uh, we've been getting some pushback from the FCC. You know, uh, Frank's language is a little bit out of bounds, and I got to tell you, we got to get that <laughs> under control. We got to we got to get that under control, and you know the rules here. If we're politically correct, I mean we're as politically correct as you can possibly be, and we don't want to offend anybody. Of course, we have a huge production team that are that are working around the clock to make sure that no one gets offended. And the most important thing is this: if 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 Frank says something that offends you, which he likely will do, blame it on Frank, please. And if I say something that offends you, blame it on Frank, please. Now. <laughs> Frank, say hello to our listeners. Hey, hey good, to, good to talk to you all tonight. <laughs> Frank's got that cigar in his mouth, as he always does. I'm I, ready to go. Yeah, I know you are. You're, you're chomping at the bit. Uh, I, I'll say this, you know, on the ride over here, Frank and I were, were, uh, were talking, and I had a cigar myself, and I said, Frankie, let me borrow your lighter. This guy doesn't even own a lighter. He just chews on these cigars incessantly, uh, never lights them up. I guess that's good for his, good for his uh, lungs, bad for his gums. Now, listen. Uh, the, and let's be serious for a minute. Yeah, the economy's collapsing. Wrong. We've had riots in our streets. We have a global pandemic. We've just learned today that we have a a, 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 a African dust storm that is coming to kill us all. And sometimes you may wonder. And of course, you know, all of our historical monuments are being torn down. People are questioning all of our uh, our institutions. Uh, people are shooting at police stations. There are, uh, there's a, as we talked about last week, there's an entire uh, movement. They're trying to declare themselves. I don't know what the devil they're declaring themselves, but in Seattle, Washington, we have people that say they're going to camp out uh, in front of, in front of the, uh, is it the mayor's house or the, the mayor? Blasio's residence. Yeah, going to hang out, going to going to camp out in uh, the the mayor of New York City's residence. Until what they say, Christmas? Yeah, but they just want to get the smoke from his chimney because of this. The Blasio smokes so much pot that you uh, get high okay. for free. Anyway, my point is this: <laughs> What in devil is happening? I mean, what what is happening? You know, we were talking about this on the way over here. We were thinking about the the Book of Revelation and and the uh, uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse uh, that talks about in the last book of of the Bible, and we were talking about. You know, remember the four horsemen: death, famine, war, and conquest. Um, and and you know, if you were if you were one of these people that that you know thinks the sky is falling, maybe this is what you think. One thing I said to Frank as we were coming over here: this country's become so messed up that even the terrorists don't want to come here anymore. That's a great line. I mean, and I agree I mean, with you. I mean, the terrorists <laughs> don't want to be here. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's it'd be easy to you know if we weren't a, a, a people of optimism, a people of can-do spirit, it'd be easy to get down, wouldn't it, Frank? 
Yeah, it would be easy to get down. I mean, uh, what you're saying there, Tony, is uh, uh, when you talk about the theory, uh, we'll never be defeated from without. From within. We'll only be defeated from within. Abraham Lincoln said it best. Well, he did say it, and and the people in the country need to have a counter-revolution here, my friend. They're talking about revolution here. They're talking about revolution. We're going to burn down the country. We're going to start from scratch. And you know what I say? No. We're going to have our own counter-revolution to declare the values that made this country great. And even though it has many imperfections, what, what is great about America is that it has a process for correcting those imperfections. Even Donald Trump and I, he has said this week, and because and, he was being very contemplative about the issue, if you have a problem with the statue, there's a process for bringing it up. We can adjudicate it. We can have people that were interested in it because at some point in time, certain people wanted a certain statue. If it no longer is relevant and people don't want to deal with it, Fine. There's a process for it. But you don't burn things down. You don't attack federal property. You don't attack state property. You don't attack people's houses. You don't take part, uh, take over part pe- pieces of cities. You don't camp out and just kind of live in, the, in as squatters. What in do the- we do? Here's my question. And here's my question. I think a lot of people, and I don't care where you fall out on the, on the, on the political spectrum, conservative, liberal, middle of the road, whatever you call yourself, don't call yourself anything. It doesn't matter to me. But let, let me tell you what, what I'm seeing happening. People that do say, I'm not comfortable with that. I, I absolutely support your right to protest. I support it. In fact, I'll get out there and protest with you. I'll do what I can with my platform. I will, I will, I will talk about injustice. I will do this. I'll do that. But that ain't good enough. If you don't agree with ripping down all institutions, if you don't agree agree with shooting up police stations, if you don't agree agree with kneeling uh, during the national anthem, then you're an enemy, and that's the problem we have. And if we don't get some courage and we don't start standing up, people on the other side of this, and say, "No, we're not going to be browbeat. We're not going to be. We're not going to be browbeat." And we're getting browbeat. I, I posted something, and, and I didn't want to talk about this right now, but I'm gonna get right into it. You know, this big controversy about kneeling during the national anthem. You know, Colin Kaepernick and all that stuff. And, you know, he got uh, eviscerated and all the people were against him. And now all of a sudden he's, an, he's a hero of, of, of this movement. God bless him. I never criticized him once. Not once. But what I have said, when I think about my friend, Eddie Wright, a United States Marine, Recon Marine from the same unit I served in, he's about 10 or 15 years younger than me, who served overseas as a recon Marine, some of the toughest service that you can have as a military service member. This guy was the elite of the elite, and he got both of his arms blown off and has spent the rest of his life going around living. This guy has the best positive attitude. This is a real good just got married a couple of years ago, having a gr- just doing great. He said something. He said, "You know, I was over there. Obviously, I was fighting for the for the for the men at that time. There were no women in combat, but there, on the men uh, on my right and left. And I was over there. I didn't question the orders. I was over there to execute a mission. And I come back here, and all of a sudden, I'm the enemy. Yeah. All of a sudden, I I lost my arms." And I 
uh, disagree with somebody burning the flag or kneeling during the anthem. And I don't, I disagree with it. I didn't say I eviscerate them. I didn't say this. And he said, you know what he said? He said, I'm tired. I'm tired. I wonder about what this whole thing is about. And so I posted and I said, listen, I never criticize anybody that kneeled during the anthem. I don't like it. It, uh, to, To their credit, it makes me a little uncomfortable, to be honest. I don't like it. Um, but I never criticized it because I knew what I fought for as a Marine, as a recon Marine. I knew what I was over there for, uh, a way of life. uh, You know, the United States is an idea. Let's not forget. It's an idea. The best idea that ever was. It's an idea. And listen, when when we get to the point, and this is what happened to me, I posted something on on Facebook and I said, look, in honor of my, my man, Eddie Wright, and many other Marines like him and other service people, I will never... I will never kneel during the National Anthem, and I will not be browbeat to kneel during the National Anthem, and I will not be criticized for not kneeling during the National Anthem. I won't do it, but I won't criticize you to do it. You don't have my life experience, and maybe I don't have yours. Now, if it's racial injustice, I will fight for you, and I will fight alongside you. But what's, what's happening now? What's happening now is not just protest. It's not just raising an issue and saying we need change. Now it's if you don't agree you're the enemy, and that is dangerous. That is dangerous. Frank? Well, I'll tell you this, Tony. I, I totally agree with you except for this. We do have a difference of opinion opinion on this. I agree with the right to not believe in the United States of America, not believe in the national anthem, think that you should kneel in front of the flag, think that you even have the right under Supreme Court cases to burn the flag. I don't have to agree with it. Of course you don't have to and agree with I'm not going to engage in it. Uh, of course we're not. But what I'm trying to tell you is I, I don't agree with that happening in a, in a, at football games where we're honoring the country that allows these people to play football, play so many games a year, get paid millions of dollars, and then they, then they act like spoiled children, like the whole bunch of protesters. And I'm not talking about the protesters for racial injustice. I'm with you on that, okay? But what I'm talking about are these, these absolute thugs who run around and destroy property and destroy homes and destroy the peaceful uh, uh, neighborhoods. In these various cities. And look, I read this week where the soccer team in Tulsa, in Tulsa, it wants to do away with the national anthem and put an Arlo Guthrie song in there. Why? What's wrong with the national anthem? It doesn't offend anybody. It is that red, white, and blue and the stars and stripes of the United States wanna, of America. I, I hear you. I, I understand. We're going to have to take a little break. Uh, Sharon, we're going to get to you. Uh, of course, the number is 281-558-5738. Talking with Tony. Uh, We're going to have another segment, and we're going to have a special guest after this next segment. But let's take a few minutes, and we'll be back. United We Stand, AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Specs Texas-sized convenience is now coming to you. That's right. Specs now offers home delivery. Just download the Specs app, pick your store, pick your products, and check out with delivery. Whether you're stocking up on your favorites, experimenting with something new, or just ran out of beer, Specs delivery will have you set up to kick back in no time. For the largest selection of lower prices and big time convenience, it's Specs. The fun starts here. 
If you think you've got it rough where you work, just imagine what it would be like if people were constantly speeding through your workplace and you were only a few feet away from cars, 18-wheelers, and way too many drivers on their cell phones. That's what it's like for workers assisting the driving public along the state's streets and highways. Here's TxDOT's John Barton with more. Beginning September 1st, the state law that protects first responders and tow truck drivers now extends protection to TxDOT roadside workers, too. It's called the Move Over Law, and here's what it means. If you see flashing blue or amber lights on a TxDOT vehicle that's stopped on the roadside or shoulder, you have two choices. You can either change lanes and move out of the lane closest to the vehicle, or slow down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit if the road either doesn't have multiple lanes or it's not possible for you to move over. If the speed limit is 25 miles an hour or less, you simply have to slow down to 5 miles per hour. If you don't move over or slow down, you can be ticketed and receive a hefty fine. Be safe, drive smart, and give road workers some space. Start your mornings with the Chris Salcedo Show. I used to live down the dial a couple of notches during this time period in the morning, but I think I found a new home. And it's why I'm going to tune in. You gave them some very tough questions. You know, some of the toughest questions that I've heard an interviewer give a seasoned politician like that. And just like all seasoned politicians, before they answer the question, they run interference. The Chris Salcedo Show, 7 to 9 a.m. on AM 700 KSEV. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Frank is Frank is Frank is on a tangent. In if you're, your neighborhood. If you're walking watching on Facebook Live, talking with Tony. Frank is on a tangent. He's on a roll. I'm loving every minute of it. I hope the new, I, you know, I hate to take these nuanced positions, but listen, everything is not so black and white. There is a gray area there, and we need to be careful, and we need to be smart. We need to be articulate about what we say and how we say it. And, and I, have, I have yet to hear in our country, I have yet to hear any leader step up and say, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I disagree. What what we're hearing, and, and I know you want to talk about Trump, but no, but no, I'm he's the about, only guy that speaks up and says anything, whether okay. you like him or not. I'm, okay, Everybody fine. else sits there, like I said last week, Tony. The Republicans are under their desk, and the Democrats are. Well, under I'm their not rocks. under Frank. I'm not under my desk. Let me. Well, let me, yeah, but you're not a Republican or a Democrat. You're a man for freedom, and let, that's what I am. Let me let me take you back. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into something else. Uh, I want to take you back to the year of the year of love. 1969. Do you remember that year? Yeah, man. I went to Woodstock. <laughs> okay. Well, and that 19, was in 68. And, whatever. Okay, whatever it was. In 1969, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our dear listeners, I was one year old, just barely one year old in 1969. And well, did now you, you know? finally admitted your age. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your math is bad. I hope your math is bad. Oh, you're okay. Gonna, now you can't hide subtract, anymore. Subtract 10 years from that. I'm so mad. I was really screwed up there. No, in nineteen in nineteen sixty nine, uh, the H three N two virus that came out of Hong Kong. They call it the Hong Kong flu. Yeah, it killed one million people worldwide. Killed a hundred thousand people in the United States. If you ask most people who lived through nineteen sixty eight, nineteen sixty nine. Tell us about 1968, 19... They will not mention the Hong Kong flu. You know what they'll mention? They'll mention Woodstock, like you mentioned. 
Uh, they'll mention that. Because I like music, man. But, it wasn't about the well, politics. It what was about, the music. What about, didn't we put a man on the moon? Oh, yeah, we put a man okay. on the moon. And we, and we got the Space Force now. Well, who, why well, do like, we have that? Don't get off task. Don't get I'm off not, task. Please I'm stay not. on task. What I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to point out here is what's going on right now is, of course, at the beginning, I, I'm, a, I'm a big walker. Um, about mid-March, when everything started to be shut down across the city of Houston, I walked across this city miles at a time. There were some days I would walk 10 miles, and there would be, there would be a mile stretch where I might not see anybody. We were so locked down. Why did you, you would, drive to my house? You would, you would, <laughs> <laughs> I walked to your house, actually. And we would walk, and you would hardly see anybody. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we got really locked down, and then every, you know, everything came to a screeching halt. All of a sudden, you know, 50% capacity, no bars, everything went, elective surgeries. All this stuff went to a screeching halt, and our economy took a full-on nosedive. That did not happen in 1969. That did not happen in 1969. And now here we are again. We've had this spike, and people argue the spike was because of the Trump rally. The spike was because of the George Floyd uh, protest. The spike was because of this. I don't care what it was because of. My point is this. Is there a different path? Do we have to be so draconian and shutting down our businesses and destroying our economy? And also, can we not? I mean, we've proven in the past we can deal with a global pandemic I just and and one thing I would like to say, and I'm not. This is a rhetorical question, and many of you'll call in, and Frank is chomping at the bit to answer the question. But here's something that I would like one day to find out. They say that the full-on shutdown, whether it was the one that happened in March, April, or the one that's probably going to happen next week, because I think it's coming. We're going to see another full-on shutdown. I don't think so. Well, we'll see. My question is this. I'd like to see how many lives were, sh- were saved by the quote-unquote shutdown versus lives that were lost because of the shutdown, whether it be businesses lost, um, people who lost their livelihood, depression, suicide, um, uh, alcoholism, uh, uh, lack of uh, uh, elective care because elective surgeries were stopped. Diagnosis um, care, I would, diagnostic I care. Would like to, I would really like to see that analysis. And I, what, I, what, what bothers me about politics today is that, that it, it's a, it's, we've become, you know, the, the, you know, they talk about herd immunity with regard to this virus. Yeah. What we really have is herd mentality. That's yeah, but, what we really have. No, no, man. No, no, no. I mean, we do. Yes, the country has sheep mentality, my friend. But what we should have is bison mentality because bison run into the storm. When there's a storm on the horizon, most animals run the other way. Bison, the American bison, runs into the storm. I would like to see, I'm gonna, and I don't, I don't want to be the guy that criticizes uh, uh, the governor, but, but I would like to see strong leadership from Austin. I would like to see strong leadership from Austin. I'd like to see a governor that says, wait a minute. There is a happy medium here. We do not have to destroy small businesses, and that's what's happening. Destruction of small businesses. We can do. We can save these businesses, and at the same time, stymie the growth of this virus. There is a middle way. It doesn't have to be shut down, open up, shut down, open up. It's stupid and foolish, and and that's why there needs to be leadership. A lot of people like, oh, I'm against the mask. Oh, you're taking away my identity. You're doing this, you're that. That's because you don't have a strong leader that says, let me explain to you, this is a science that we have available to us right now, and this is what works, and this is what doesn't work. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. And we're gonna, we have a happy medium here. We're going to protect lives, but we're also going to protect livelihoods. It can be done. We have not had one strong leader, not one. And, Frank, don't keep going back to Trump. I'm talking about local leadership, Texas leadership, Houston leadership. We haven't had it. 
Where is it? There's a vacuum. Where is it? Oh, I agree with you that there's not leadership. I want to. I mean, I'll just mention this. I was driving, but right before it came onto the show, I get an Amber Alert, and I thought that Armageddon was coming. I mean, it was said shelter in place, stay in your home, don't go out. This was from, I guess, the Harris County Hidalgo, whatever she is that runs the county. Uh, Lena Hidalgo. Yeah, 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 the county judge. Yeah, if you, yeah, but I mean, what? Are you kidding me? This is not how America won wars. This is not how America... But, Tony, it's about more than this, okay? It's about more than this. I also heard that uh, Biden, and I told you this in the car, said when he becomes president, he doesn't even know what the state of the coronavirus is going to be. He said that uh, he's going to issue an order that the whole country is mandatorily going to have to wear masks. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. I mean, think about it. This is not about... This is not a. All of this is. Criti- a, I don't want to. Crit- I hear you. No, no, but this. I hear I'll you. Get I get off it. of that. I get I'll it. get off of that. But this is all about Joe Biden. Pol- I. I don't. I. The. The. The debates between. <laughs> the debates between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I don't know who's going to be more. Entertaining. No, he will never do them. I don't know who's going to be more entertaining. No, but it's going to be the. It's going to be some of the greatest TV. In fact, I'm gonna. I'm gonna rent a theater. I think, and and it's just going to be you know uh, must see TV because it's either going to be Joe Biden. Telling us that that how many millions of hundred million people have died from the 120 virus. million yeah. he said yesterday. Or it's going to be Trump saying that if we test less, there'll be fewer cases. I mean, I don't know which one is well, the most that's ridiculous a true statement, actually. <laughs> but let me say this, Tony. It's, it's not totally a, ridiculous. It's not about that. It's this is all about. This is all being manipulated by anarchists, Maoists, globalists, and the Chinese. I thought it was okay. I knew you were going to mention the Chinese. It damn well point. is. Okay, I want to make. Well, careful now. Watch I your language. You're going to get me. Okay, don't don't get us kicked off the FCC. Let me say something um, about one of our sponsors. We got some great sponsors, and they keep coming in. You know what we're going to have to do, Frankie? You're so entertaining. We're going to have to start raising the price of our sponsorships. We're going to have to raise the price. I say lower the price and get more sponsors. That means we got to spend more time talking about sponsors instead of you talking about the Chinese. Well, give us another hour then. <laughs> Let me talk about Aguila. Aguila, Aguila Ammo. I mean, www.aguilaammo.com. Feed your firearm. These guys are cool. I, I encourage you uh, to log on uh, to their website. They got all kinds of great stuff going on. They, they're one of our sponsors. Um, Gun. One of their taglines, what I thought was pretty cool, because you know I'm a I'm a kind of a gun nut. I I I, I believe in gun ownership and responsible gun ownership. They say guns are hungry. Feed your firearm. Aguila Ammunition since 1961. We are very proud of them being our sponsors. We'll talk a little bit more about them during the next segment. But but let me go back, Frank, because uh, you mentioned something about Joe Biden. I, Joe, I saw, when I saw Joe Biden say that that oh well, they said well what would you do different. Uh, uh, you know, Vice President Biden, and you could see the deer in the headlights look because it, it seems like a lot of the people who are supposed to be our leaders do not have the chutzpah to do anything. I understand, my friend, that's, and that's why in all these other shows, and I, I'm not, I'm not married to Donald Trump. I, I just know you that can be married to Donald Trump. This United States now. No, no, no. I, you can I'm be not, married to Donald no, Trump. No, Melania is married to him. <laughs> but I tell you what, he's the only person in the country that actually stands up and speaks directly and tells what him, I, says what he's going to do. I hear you. Nobody else I, does. I hear you, and he takes a lot of flack from it. But one of the, I was well, that's talking, what I like about. I was him. talking with my friend. You know, uh, leadership includes taking risks. 
Leadership includes having a lot of balls in the air and saying, look, this is something we've never faced before. We need to try all kinds of things, and we need to be prepared to try things. And we may try something and it fails, and we need to be honest with the people and say, look, we're going to try this, and if it works, we're going to go with it. If it doesn't work, we're going to try something else. We've got this in the hopper here to try. And I don't see that we have any leadership in the local and state level that are willing to be honest with people and say, you know what, guys, I really don't have all the answers. i got a lot of great sound bites. I've got great sound bites. I've got great people standing behind me. Look at me. I'm wearing my mask. But none of them have the ability to say, you know, I don't know everything. But what I do know is we got a lot of things trying. We're going to have to go to it. Are we ready for our call? Are we going for a break? And when we come back, we got a special, special guest. When we come back, we got our it's former me. governor. Uh, it's me. I'm the special guest. When no, we no, come no. back, we got our former governor, Rick Perry, former Secretary of Energy, who's going to call in. We're going to talk about a special topic that's that's uh, important to all of us here. We'll be back talking with Tony. You're the cutest thing that I ever did see. Tune in every weekday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. for the Brian Kilmeade Radio Show on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results vary. Exclusions apply. Contacts and glasses are such a hassle. I'd love to finally get LASIK, but... I'm going to stop you right there. If you want LASIK, then the LASIK Vision Institute has officially taken away everything standing in your way. Isn't LASIK expensive? Not at the LASIK Vision Institute. We're offering dramatically low prices, as low as $220 per eye, and an absolutely free consultation. See for free if LASIK is right for you by texting EYES to 350-350. But I'm really busy. A text only takes seconds, and the LASIK procedure typically only takes 15 minutes. And best of all, most patients can get back to work the following day. I had no idea. The LASIK Vision Institute uses the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision. We've performed over 1.3 million procedures. That's experience you can trust for as little as $220 per eye. What's that text again? Text EYES to 350-350. That's E-Y-E-S to 350-350 to schedule your free consultation today. Homelessness is not seasonal. Thousands and thousands of our city's men, women, and their children are without a home today, right now. And not just at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Every day, Star of Hope provides food, shelter, counseling, job training, and structured recovery programs to over 1,300 of Houston's homeless. To find out more about Star of Hope, go to SOHmission.org. That's SOHmission.org. Star of Hope. KSEV and its advertisers want to thank you, the listeners, for all your continued support. Without you supporting our advertisers, there would not be a Voice of Texas. We stand behind our clients, and if you're looking to boost and grow your business, join the great team at KSEV and its loyal audience by calling a member of our sales staff at 281-588-4800. That's 281-588-4800. KSEV, loyal listeners and dependable advertisers are the voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. All right, all right, all right. We're back. Uh, Frank was on another tirade during the break. I mean, if you're not watching this on Facebook Live, you're missing out. I mean, there's a there's a lot of nuggets of gold there, nuggets of something. And let's just tell our we're callers gonna, after Rick Perry. Yeah, we'll take we're going to take some calls. Hanging on, and, and they're loyal. Yeah, loyal no, folks. they're loyal callers. We're going to take your calls. I'm sorry we haven't taken them yet, but it is my it is my honor uh, and my privilege 
to take line number six with our former governor, Rick Perry, as our special guest. Sir, how are you? Tony, I'm fabulous. Thank you very much. Just uh, kind of living the dream in Round Top, Texas, and, <laughs> and with my wife and dogs and my two best friends from college. So, you know, we got our little compound out here. Uh, a couple of Marines uh, on either side of this old Air Force boy. So life is good, though, I, I, and I hope uh, it is for you. I keep up with you a, a, a little bit. <laughs> I was listening to that last segment. Frank, you were on fire, buddy. <laughs> I haven't even begun, <laughs> he's, he's, Governor. And, I, and I, if you look at John phase, Paul Jones, and I haven't even begun. <laughs> to fight two him. arms, two arms. Get your get your gun, <laughs> Governor. Hey, a lot speaking of, of yes, sir. Go ahead. Well, I was go just going to say a lot of people. I mean, you're 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 really loved and loved loved by listeners of the show and loved by the 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 folks of the state of Texas and a lot of people. Obviously, we watched uh, your honorable service as Secretary of the Energy and and some of the great things that you did there. And um, um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, I, I want to talk to you because I saw in the paper, uh, actually, it was a legal it was a legal um, publication, uh, an individual by the name of Alfred Dwayne Brown, uh, somebody who was accused of murdering a Houston police officer, uh, was ultimately declared innocent in 2019. And you had sent a letter about that with regard to his compensation. What is going on here? Yeah, it's a really interesting story, and, and Tony, I think most of your listeners know and um, that I'm probably one of the most law and order uh, governors that we had in the history of the state, and, and uh, you know stood up for uh, our, uh, our our process, and that uh, you break a law in, in the state of Texas, and, and justice is going to be served. Um, the uh, I give I give you a good example. Uh, we passed some of the most sweeping criminal justice reform in the nation uh, while I was the governor, and, and worked with uh, a lot of different groups. And, and uh, uh, it, matter of fact, it was the model that uh, President Trump uh, put into place and worked with Congress with, and passed and, and signed into law. And, and you know, uh, tough but fair. And I think that that fairness issue is the one that uh, is really important. Um, you know, the the innocence projects, folks, which uh, you know we don't see eye to eye on a, a number <laughs> yeah. of things. But the innocence projects, folks, said after we passed that uh, criminal justice reform back in the 2000s, they said that um, you know no governor in America did more for criminal justice reform than what Rick Perry in Texas did. And then there was a little pause. They said, but now on the death penalty, uh, this guy's just got a blind spot. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, my point is that the Constitution and the laws of the state of Texas uh, clearly state that capital punishment is going to be used. You kill a police officer, you're going to pay the ultimate price. You kill a, uh, a child in the state, you, you commit another crime, and while you're... Uh, you you commit a, a murder and you will be uh, eligible for the death penalty and we've helped upheld that often in the state of Texas and I think it's a it's a powerful message and and a, and a right one from my perspective but this issue that, that that you bring up was one that really troubled me as a matter of fact I gave a major speech in 2015 to the American Legislative Exchange Council it's kind of the uh, the the conservative 
legislators across the country that come together, Democrats and Republicans, but more conservative in their in, the, in their leanings. And I gave this speech about Dwayne Brown and the, the, the clear miscarriage of justice by the Harris County uh, District Attorney's Office back in, uh, I think, the, 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 the supposed, well, it wasn't supposed, this police officer was killed in 2003, and a great and a wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was killed, and, and, and two uh, of the perpetrators here fingered this Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown had a had an alibi, and the alibi was his girlfriend, uh, Erica Dockery, I believe was her name, and and she clearly knew that he couldn't have done it because she was talking to him on the phone. Is, is my is my memory? Yeah. Um, um, and and the point is that the, the 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 then assistant DA, I believe his name was Rizzo, um, he was just dead set on on nailing this guy, cop killer. And, you know, none of us hate anybody worse than a cop killer. I mean, uh, maybe a, you know, a, a child killer. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but the point is, this, this was an overzealous prosecutor that used the grand jury system <laughs> to coerce this woman. Basically, and, and, and there's some, um, I think it was a Houston Chronicle reporter, Lisa Falkenberg, that found the uh, the, the, the grand jury, uh, transcript, which I, you know, I, I have no idea how she got her hands on a grand jury transcript. Me, me I thought that either. stuff was always secret. Yeah, me too. But anyway, the point is the, the, the grand jury, uh, browbeat this woman in the, in the grand jury. And, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the prosecutor appeared, uh, really, leaned on her up to the point of putting her in jail for perjury and basically telling her, we're going to take your kids away from you. And, and Tony, listen, I, I'm all about law and order, man, but using those types of tactics and literally this woman subsequently came back later and said, you know, here was my choice. I either lose my kids or I testify to what the prosecutor wanted. And she ultimately did that after they put her in jail for a while and said, you know, just get a little taste of this. This is what it's going to mm-hmm. be like. You're going to lose your kids. Yeah. And, and, Governor, and just so if there's anybody with any question in their minds, they have they have the phone records that demonstrate that absolutely he was on the phone with her and they suppressed yeah, them. And they suppressed them. And that was the, the and, and, and that's the real issue here. Listen, I my brother. Go- Governor, Governor. What, yes, sir. What, Go ahead. I just wanted to ask you, this: what country are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah, that's really. the point. That's the what point country right. are you talking about? Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. a, that's all I have to say there, Jeff. I just, wow. <laughs> Governor, that that, <laughs> that leads to the segue. And I think the reason you you spoke out um, or you sent a letter uh, was because now the the state of Texas under the the Tim Cole Act, which I think you were you were yep. uh, part yep. of that. We signed. Yeah, we and, signed and worked with it to uh, compensate people who have been wrongly. Um, uh, incarcerated, and I mean, seventy-five thousand dollars a year. I think is what that amount was. But yeah. I mean, Tony, what's your life worth? I mean, what, what's 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 ten years of of Dwayne Brown's life on death row really worth? And they're trying to keep um, him keep him from being compensated. And obviously, yeah. you're, you've never been one that's uh, somebody who's. Um, you know, uh, you can call me a lot of things. Soft <laughs> on crime's not one of them. Exactly. But, but, the, um, but, but the but the point is, listen. 
if if we're going to have a judicial system and a legal system that works, we we know that from time to time there are going to be some corrupt people. Yeah. You know, just like we know that there's some corrupt police officers out there, and we, we we've just got to be thoughtful about how we deal with this, and we got to stand up for. Listen, I I know a little bit about this. Yes, you I got do. indicted for doing my job back in in uh, uh, 2013, and and I, and I spent a lot of money, but I was a little different in the sense of I was able to hire a really expensive but good lawyer. <laughs> Uh, and, a, and a team of lawyers to, to help me. I think that lead lawyer was a pretty good-looking guy. <laughs> he was expensive, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, and, I, and you bring but up a great point, is- Governor. You bring up a great point, and something that we've discussed many times. And, and you know, I know we have this COVID going on, but but one thing that that that's this uh, this case uh, demonstrates, your case demonstrates, many other cases demonstrate, an, an overzealous prosecutor can indict anybody, and once you get indicted. That train is on the track, and it is so, so hard to stop it. And, and we were lucky that, that truth prevailed and justice prevailed, and, and uh, Mr. Brown got incredibly lucky after he spent 10 years on death row. But what about all the other people with an overzealous prosecutor who's all worried they about didn't, getting they re- didn't have the, They didn't have the money to be able to hire a Tony Busby. They didn't yeah. have the money to be able to have a, a team of lawyers. That's what I think as a Texan, as a citizen of this state— we got to make sure, and 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 I think we need to have an open conversation uh, in Austin, Texas, in, in 2021 about what are the reforms on the grand jury system that need to occur so that you know the the the, the righteous, good prosecutor has the tools to be able to go after bad folks. But if there are some folks out there that that shade the law, that do things that they shouldn't do, and an overzealous prosecutor, you've got to have protections against that as well. If we're if we're going to be the America that I think most people want us to be, we got to have that type of of reform in our grand jury system. It can't be just this this star chamber where people go in and and they're completely and totally. Uh, at, at the mercy, if you will, of a very bright, capable, seasoned prosecutor, and you got 16 people in there that don't know really anything about the law, but they're going to believe a prosecutor. We got to have really good, honest, capable men and women in those slots, and the vast majority of them are that way. But there has you know, to be a check. There has to be some check. Got to be, be a check and balance. Exactly, there. and that's so, exa- I mean, that's. And, a- and, 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 Sorry, go. And, and Frank, let me finish up here yep. with this, and, and I'll let this go. But I think it's really important for the state of Texas to follow the law. The law clearly says that Dwayne Brown was found innocent. Whether you agree with that or not, that's not the point. The law says if he is found innocent and he has been incarcerated, he is due compensation. And what this state needs to do is the right thing, and that is compensate Dwayne Brown. Governor, can I thank you for this call? I mean, you are a breath of fresh air. I mean, I mean I've been listening to Frank for the last 45 minutes. I mean, it's really good to hear you. Um, I wish you, you and Anita nothing but the best in your family, sir. Uh, you're a good man. God bless you, brother. Uh, I hope to see and, you soon. Uh, let's do Once this is, again. Yes, sir. We absolutely will. Thank you for your call, sir. All right. Thank so you. Long. 
Isn't he something? He did. I a good, love that guy. I understand. I love that guy. I understand. All I, right, guys. I enjoyed this short periods of time that I've had with him. <laughs> we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to take your calls. I know we got a line of calls. 281-558-5738. Talking with Tony, comma, and Frank. We'll be back. Voice of Texas, AM 700, KSEV. Hi, this is Rona from Skeeter's Auto Service. We are so excited about our new, highly effective additives and fuel induction services. They're specially formulated to actually restore that light new drivability to your engine's performance. At Skeeter's Auto Service, we're committed to integrity and devoted to quality. Give us a call, 281-469-1152. Thunderbolt Motors and Transmissions. Thunderbolt's been rebuilding and supercharging engines in Houston for 85 years. And it's the first place I send folks who need an engine overhaul or want to replace their engine or transmission altogether. Thunderbolt tests each engine rebuilt thoroughly to make sure it's running right. Thunderbolt Motors and Transmission is 713-923-8888 or online is tboat.net, 713-923-8888. Thunderbolt Motors and Transmissions. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, Generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Dan, welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, it's great to be with you, Brian, and we're honored to have you on KSEB AM 700 in Houston. Governor, so many people sit outside border states and want to tell us what you think. The polls show Texas is about 50-50 on building a wall. Uh, where do you stand? I'm all in because I know the fact, and I know it's not a manufactured crisis. It's a manufactured cover-up by Pelosi and the Democrats. The Brian Kilmeade Radio Show, every weekday morning from 9 to 11 on AM 700 KSEB. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. I'm just trying to be a father. All right, guys, we're coming back. Before we... Before we get take some calls, because I know you've been waiting, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to get to you. I know you got things to say, and we no, want to. We want to hear them. Yeah, Frank. Let me let me just take the lead on this, big boy. Sorry. Um, I'm in another world. <laughs> you're still, Counter revolution. You're still thinking about China and other things, but listen, uh, I, I gotta I gotta mention our sponsors because we have some great sponsors, and they grow by the by the uh, by the week. Uh, I want to mention a few. I got to put my glasses on, and I know. Every one of these. I mean, I wouldn't have them as sponsors if I didn't believe in them. Let me talk to you about about Duke's Butcher Shop. Uh, and, and this is uh, dukesbutchershop.com. Cool, cool story. Uh, there, is, there actually is a Duke. Uh, if, you, if you log on, you'll, you'll read about him. Uh, he knows meat. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, can I say that on the radio? <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. It's, it's meat. It doesn't uh, he, matter whether it's white, red, brown. Yeah. You know. He knows meat. And uh, Duke's Butcher Shop, Black, I, I absolutely 100% recommend Duke's Butcher Shop. Duke'sButcherShop.com. Steaks, porterhouse, if you like. If you like veal. And they also have poultry and seafood. I mean, this is, you know, really the good stuff. This is the stuff when you want to do something nice for your loved one. You want to have a nice meal with your family. You want to cook up something nice, whether it be seafood, whether it be whether it be poultry, chicken, whatnot. Go to DukesButcherShop.com. They deliver. Uh, it is awesome. And they're local. Uh, also, another sponsor we cannot forget. You remember, you know I like nice shoes, don't you, Frank? <laughs> yeah, doesn't everybody you know, know you <laughs> like nice shoes? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of a shoe guy. I wear flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a shoe guy, but let me tell you. When I'm feeling when I'm feeling my oats, as they say, you know what I mean by that. When I when I'm feeling my oats, I wear Limone shoes. I wear Limone. I just kind of you see me around town. You might see me over there, like walking down West Timer. You might see me over there. I might be downtown on Main Street. You may see me. You may say, "What is Tony wearing on his feet?" Probably Limone. Limone shoes. Go to our web. Go to the to the Talking with Tony website. You can see uh, uh, all their contact information there. They're a local company. The shoes are made in Italy, but the company is here. Uh, a, a young startup company. They're doing great. The shoes are incredibly popular. They're very comfortable. I recommend them highly. And then finally, uh, I got to mention. You know, there's this guy. He's from the Pinkerton clan. Chad Pinkerton, the lawyer warrior. If you need a lawyer, you need Pinkerton. Now, here I am saying this, but I tell you, he's represented me a couple of times, Frank. You know that, don't you? You probably needed it. <laughs> yeah, I did. He, <laughs> yeah. he, got, he, got, he got me out of a few jams. Uh, Chad Pinkerton, uh, Houston, Texas lawyer. This guy is tough nose, smart, uh, actually used to work uh, with me. Uh, I recommend him highly. If I'm in a jam, if I need a lawyer that's smart and tough, uh, and not somebody that swings. No offense to, to Jim Adler, but he doesn't swing around a hammer, but he takes care of business in the courtroom. Now you're talking about Pinkerton. I'm talking about Pinkerton. Let me let me say something, Tony. Yeah, uh, I just want to comment on one thing the governor said, and then we can move on to whatever. You're, We're you're, gonna have so, to take some calls. We got to. We, take we some will, calls. but I want to say this: what the governor said with regard to Texas, with regard to taking care of uh, making sure the grand jury process is fair, and that there's not over overzealous prosecutors. I thought I was hearing what happened to General Flynn. <laughs> I really thought I, I was hearing what happened to General Flynn because he, he was threatened with his son being indicted if he didn't testify mm-hmm. to a lie that he never made. Mm-hmm. And the FBI knew it. So, I mean, I mean, this is this is you talk about systemic racism. This is systemic injustice. Okay. Well, I got to say, guys, some, you know, a lot of times and I know a lot of conservatives are listening. A lot of times, you know, conservatives, oh, we're law and order. We're law and order, but sometimes that goes too far. And I think the case, and many of you know, I handled the governor's criminal case when he was indicted for simply, uh, for simply vetoing a line item in the budget, uh, absolutely doing his job, absolutely immune, and absolutely, frankly, right, uh, the probably the, the right thing to do. And he was indicted by a prosecutor who was appointed by a visiting judge. Uh, appointed prosecutor because because the entire prosecution office recused themselves and all the local judges recused themselves and so you had a visiting judge who appointed a visiting prosecutor who went in there and we don't know because pro- because 
Here's how it works, just so you know. Um, in, a, in a grand jury, the prosecutor gets to present anything the prosecutor wants and gets to talk and recommend indictment, and the person being investigated doesn't get to do anything and doesn't get to submit anything. And so that's why you've always heard that you could indict a ham sandwich. Well, guess what? You can indict a sitting governor, even though it's complete malarkey. And what city we'll was move. that in? <coughs> that was in Austin. Uh, of course. Now, let's switch gears. we got a lot of callers. We have caller uh, on line three, Rusty, from the northwest side of Houston. You want to talk about Biden and money? Is that what you want to talk about? What you got? Well, Mr. Busby, it's the first time I've ever talked to you. It's a pleasure, especially with the uh, guests you've had on tonight. But anyway, no, Biden did say 120 million deaths, but he corrected himself within three seconds, dude. What did he so, say after three seconds? He said, uh, I mean, 120,000. 120,000. Okay, I hear you. I, I mean, appreciate that correction. Anyway, Thank you for your call, Rusty. Uh, we got um, on line number two, David from Austin wants to talk about um, the Black Lives Movement. What you got, ma'am? Well, I just wanted to say that from a conservative standpoint, we have totally lost the ability to say, I disagree, and there's a process for that. Um, the capitulation with, with Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic leadership kneeling for a cause, I don't think they even really understood what they were doing, but they were just trying to con- just try to contrast the fact that the Republicans haven't because they disagree with the lawless- lawlessness. And the generation behind us, I think, this idea that if you disagree with somebody, then it's a it's a black or white case, and and you have to be ostracized simply for disagreeing. But the major point is there is a procedure in every case for every type of disagreement to be worked out. President Trump mentioned it the other day. He said, you know, we can talk about some of these statues, um, and, and the kneeling is the same thing. I don't agree with it. I'm a veteran. I would never do that. I don't think it's appropriate anyway. Um, but it's it's a freedom of speech. And, and the fundamental problem is the, the Republicans have responded in such a knee-jerk fashion as opposed to just ignoring the situation because they've been called racist and everything. You, you agree with the border and, and legality and laws and, and following you know, the rule of law? No, you're a racist if you don't. So it's just time to say, okay, fine, fine. We disagree. There's a procedure, though. And the Democrats have failed every case in all these cities there's absolutely no uh, rule of law being uh, exerted, and they've lost the total control. And, and it's it's a complete disgrace. But the Nancy Pelosi kneeling is a major, major thing. I mean, that's that was disgusting. I, I, I appreciate your call, David. I appreciate that. Frank, what do you say about that? It sounds like that probably was something that would trigger you. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that he and was— Frank was over there, David. When you were talking, Frank was triggered. But I'm saying, David, I say I don't disagree with you, but I do have a little bit of a disagreement in this way. And that only way that I'm what I'm about to say is we can no longer be silent. We can no longer be courteous. We can no longer be uh, civil because we're being accosted with incivility, uncivility, whatever the word is. We're being attacked. And if we don't stand up, and protect what is 
the basic principles of what you're talking about, which is process to talk about these issues. And I don't mean by you know making some grandstanding at a football game when people are trying to relax on a Sunday by disrespecting the flag or Rapino representing the national uh, soccer team uh, and and her like doing all kinds of antics and kneeling and not wanting to you know stand up for the flag and disrespecting the very country that sends her around the world so she can kick a ball around. Like I said last week, they can go to China and they can play ping pong like Forrest Gump did. Okay, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean it's ridiculous. Let me say, Frank, Frank, I hear you, but let me let me make sure you're clear where I am. Because I, I think I've, I've been thinking about this a You've lot. have been pretty clear today. We've become polarized. Now, some would suggest, hey, Tony, read your history. They were polarized back in uh, pre-Civil War. They were polarized. Pretty polarized. So polarized, in fact, we had a civil war. Let, don't, let's not forget. But we've become polarized due to the media and the hysteria. We don't trust our institutions. We don't trust the media. We know that many people, they get all their news from one station and, and many others, a large significant portion of others, get all their news from another station. But let's not forget, there's a lot of people out there that aren't paying attention at all. And that's where I say we need to be reasoned, we need to be measured, and we need to have intellect on our side. And we can't just because one one movement is being so militant and out of control and crazy and, and riotous and whatever and just want to tear down everything, just burn it all like anarchists. We cannot respond in kind. That's, I, I know you disagree with that, but I disagree. We don't listen to one another. They don't listen to you, Tony. They'll listen if you talk. No, the right they way. will we'll not. We'll be back in a minute. These enemies, gonna... these enemies have an agenda, and they're being driven by foreign enemies and globalists, and they want to destroy the United States of America. And the sooner we We're understand, we're going to talk it, about it when we come back, Frank. I'm going to give you a platform to continue that thought. Talking with Tony, two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. We'll be back. been listening to Talking with Tony. Join us every Friday at 6 p.m. with Tony Busby here on The Voice of Texas, AM 700 KSEV.